This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. On this very busy Wednesday, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline, like Pat McAfee, was with us earlier. If you missed it, you can watch anytime today on ESPN Plus or listen anytime on our podcast. Both hours of the show posted daily as a podcast. It's called Hashtag Greenie. It's available wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're just joining me, this was a really interesting discussion we just had. Because there's a story in sports right now that very recently would have been the biggest thing everywhere. It would have been the number one story on every sports talk show. And now you don't even know what's happening. And that is Miguel Cabrera is about to become the fifth right-handed hitter in the history of the sport with 500 home runs and 3,000 hits. He could get to 500 home runs this week. 3,000 hits he might not make this season. We'll see. He's certainly going to get the, was he 60-something short? 56. 56 hits short. So the point is, this is going to put him in company with Alex Rodriguez, Albert Pujols, Willie Mays, and Hank Aaron. That's it. Right-handed hitters with those numbers. So the question came up, and it's not even really a question. Why is this not a big deal? Why do people not even know what's happening? And it's because the great tragedy, the great, not sacrifice, the, the, the great casualty of the steroid era are these numbers, are these landmarks, which used to be such a huge part of our lives. So I turned to Hembo and I said, there was a time when I could have identified every member of the 500 home run club. If you said the number of home runs this person hit, I could tell you who it was. Mm. So we decided to do the exercise on the year. Now, we won't go all the way to 500 because there's got to be like 20 guys now, right? How many people have hit 500 home runs? 27. So we're not doing that. <laughs> but just start from the sure. top. 762. Is Bonds. 755. Is Aaron. 714. Is Ruth. 696. Is A-Rod. That's right. Pujols has 675. He's active. How about 660. That's Mays. That's See, Mays. that's been 660 forever. And it, that would have been it for 600. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in, for most of the history of the sport, that would have been it for 600. But it isn't anymore. There are three more. There are three more 600 home run guys. 630. One of them, I think, is Sammy Sosa. Sosa's at 609. Okay. There's a 630, and then there's a 612, if either ring a bell. I mean, the numbers don't ring a bell, but I, I know who the players are who've hit all these home runs. But the numbers used to ring a bell, right? That's my point. All of the numbers I would have known as evidenced by the fact that I knew the other ones. But I know both of these are more recent mm-hmm. because I know that no one had hit 600 home runs at that point. And it... These are both lefty sluggers. Yeah. 630 and 612. 630 is... Am I, am I forgetting obvious people? Is the, Am I forgetting obvious people? There's one obvious one that sort of snuck in. How many did, did Junior hit? Junior six thirty. Okay. So Junior's and six twelve is Jim Tomey. Okay. Jim Tomey hit six hundred and twelve. You could, I could have been, and, and I, I I like Jim, but I could have sat here until tomorrow and not come up with Jim Tomey. Let me just give you a couple more. Yeah. Five eighty six. Do you remember five eighty six? Has that been around a while? Yes. Is that one of the? 
that's not one of the real old guys. Like 5'11", I remember, was like Jimmy Fox. and 5'11", is Mel Ott. Yes, that's, that's a f- famous number. Jimmy Fox is 5'34". Okay. 5'86", is more your uh, beginning the, of your w- era. W- well, how many did Reggie wind up hitting? 5'63". Okay. So 5'86", this was always the person who hit the most without hitting 600. That's how I always remembered it growing up. It's not Mike Schmidt, is it? No, Schmidt is at 548. Okay. 586 is Frank Robinson. Oh, all right. What do you mean my era? How old do you think I am? (laughs) Frank Robinson retired before I played. What the hell are you talking about? Before I I lived. (laughs) Frank Robinson is my era. All right, now you've really made me mad. Anyway, I think we've made the point. Right. I think we've made the point that these numbers used to be something like batting stances and all this kind of stuff that you just knew. If you were a sports fan, you knew them. And now you don't know them. And it strikes me as something of a shame. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Meanwhile, I gave you the breaking news earlier here. Woj reporting that Kemba Walker is on his way to the Knicks. He's being released by the Oklahoma City Thunder, to whom he was traded by Boston. And there was never any chance he was going to play there. They're giving him his release, and he's going to sign with the Knicks, which uh, does a couple of different things. I mean, this goes along with some of the other moves that we've seen. The Bulls adding DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball, which is obviously very interesting there. The Hawks are bringing some of their people back. Miami adding Kyle Lowry. The Knicks, I see here on Instagram, they're starting five figures to be Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett, Kemba Walker, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson, and they should be deep. They should be deep because they've got a bunch of other guys, including Derrick Rose and many others, who should play significant minutes for them. So there's a lot of interesting teams, and we haven't even gotten to Philadelphia. We'll see what Boston is. So, so there's a lot of interesting teams in the East. So it does present this question. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. I'm going to make you mad. This question is going to make people mad at me. But I think it is the right question to ask. I know they're going to make me mad because I put this on Instagram yesterday and people got mad at me. Can anyone in the East, Nuno, I'm asking it to you. Can anyone in the Eastern Conference take Brooklyn six games if the Nets are both healthy and seem to be paying attention? As currently constructed, no. Not, no one's taking them six. That's my point. I was going to say sweeps. I was going to say the Nets will go full, 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 to quote the great Moses Malone. They will sweep the first round, sweep the second round, sweep the third round, and then play the Lakers. But I, I, I will give the respect to Giannis and the defending champs. I will give the respect maybe to a guy like Embiid, maybe a guy like Jimmy Butler. Who knows what the Knicks are going to be, the, the Bulls. I'll give them the respect that they'll win a game, a game, but not two. It is my belief the answer to that question is no. There is not a team in the Eastern Conference that will take the Nets six games with the two provisos. Proviso number one, the Nets have to be healthy, which this year they obviously were not. Proviso number two, the Nets have to be kind of paying attention. They need to be into it. This has to be James Harden and Kyrie Irving's priority for a little while. Like We're not asking that much. It doesn't have to be their priority all the time. Harden can be traveling around now with with little baby and, and doing his and, and Kyrie can be doing whatever else it is he takes his hiatuses to do, but if they can kind of clamp down and focus on this a little bit for I don't know twelve weeks in April, May, and June, it is my belief that no one wins more than one game from them in a playoff series till they get to the finals. Hembo, I agree with you, but that's not really the right question to ask, is it? Because if that's how you're looking at it, if you're another team, then what's the point of even trying to build one? Like, I think with the Knicks, well, there were a lot of teams who sat out 
the Warriors era. There are teams that said, we cannot compete. The minute they signed KD, Mm -hmm. we cannot compete. And they started planning their futures around how long do I think that will last. That's why I've always admired the hell out of Daryl Morey, now the GM in Philly, but he was the GM in Houston. And I, I am predisposed to liking him because he went to Northwestern. But forgetting that, he's the one guy who said, heck with it, we're going for it, and almost beat him. I mean, had him dead the rights, it felt like, one year. But a lot of teams didn't. So what are you trying to say? I'm saying like, they were, in their case, they were a Chris Paul hamstring injury away from right. probably going to the finals. That's the point. You still have to try to win because it's so hard to. Who's to say that they're going to stay healthy? Who's to say that they're going to be activated in care? That's why I really like and respect what the Bulls are doing and what the Knicks are doing because you just never know. None of us would have seen the Suns in the NBA Finals six months ago. There was no chance of that happening. But they built a team to try and win. I, I respect what Chicago's doing in New York, even if it doesn't provide them a clear path because you just never know. Oh, I agree. But I, that's not the answer to my question. The question, of course, is it's obviously not. No. No, that's, that's not a question. It, like, you, I think the faux faux, faux faux thing is right. And I defended the Bucks the day after they won the championship and said, I give them a shot, but only a shot. That's just not how this stuff works, though. You know, those two provisos that you said, those are big ifs in their case. There are a lot of big threes in the East now. There are big threes. You've got the Bulls now have Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, and uh, and, DeRozan. and DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. Miami has Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler. Milwaukee has the champions, mm-hmm. Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. Not exactly sure what the Sixers are going to be because I don't know where Ben Simmons is going to be when the season begins. But the point is, those are the big threes in the East. And the Nets have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. The only thing you can say to that is, it's not fair. Like, if you grew up playing pickup basketball, as basically everybody did, you know that every once in a while there's a team on the floor, if you say, who's got next kind of game, there's a team out there that's just unfairly good. Like, all the best people have put themselves together, and they're never going to lose. They're going to lose when they get hungry or tired and leave. <laughs> that's when they're going to give up the court. Everyone else is just waiting till they get their chance to go up there and get beat. And that's what the Nets are. That's why we hate super teams. Because they're the guys out there at West 4th Street saying, who's got next? We're going to kick your behind too. And there's no fun in that. There's no fun in being the fans watching that. There's no fun in being the Washington Generals on the other side of that. I do wonder if there's that much fun in being the ones just kicking everybody's butt. Like, is it as much fun? I mean, obviously it's more fun than the other alternatives. <laughs> I'd rather be the butt kickers than the kicked butts. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it does bring the question, like, we sit here and we denigrate KD's rings mm-hmm. in, in, in Golden State and all that. I wonder if they, if those rings are as meaningful to them as Giannis's is to him. I, I, I do wonder that. I, I don't know how we would ever get the answer to that because, A, they won't talk about it honestly, and, B, these things are not quantifiable. Like, you can't put a number value on it. Well, Giannis did talk about it honestly, in his case, just a month ago, having won the championship and very much said, I like doing it this way because this is the best way to do it. Right, but that's the thing you say when you've done it. Right, of course. <laughs> you know, there's, history is filled with guys who didn't do it that way and don't have rings. Mm-hmm. To, to go back to what Reggie Miller said, again, in a tweet when he was responding to someone criticizing people for ring chasing, um, Reggie Miller tweeted back at them, I'm finding it here, stand by, 
Uh, Reggie Miller tweeted back at them, perhaps, but you and many others are the same people who kill guys for being loyal and ringless. They can't have it both ways. Go get that jewelry. So that it's complicated. It's complicated stuff. I, I, I continue to say, and there's no smarter person in sports in my mind than Adam Silver. Adam has to figure out more ways to combat this because the, the some level of competitive balance is critical. And they've made moves. They've made moves in the draft. They've done things. They've done a lot of things. They've recognized these problems and addressed them. I give them all the credit in the world, and I think they will continue to do that. Uh, airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Coming up next, what does a franchise owe a great player on the way out? That is the question. I will give you the answer right after this on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. I am Greeny, and we are rolling along here as always, and brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. Reddit user Ja1073 says, You got to look yourself in the mirror and ask, Am I ready for this life? You won't be able to go back to mediocre after this. Are you ready for this life? Find out at Samsung.com slash reserve. So Nuno has added a corollary to the question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. So I asked the question. With all these new big threes in the NBA's Eastern Conference, what they've done in Chicago, what they've done with the Knicks, what they've done in Miami, what they have built in Atlanta, whatever it is that the Sixers bring back this year and the Celtics bring back, and all these other teams that have gotten better, definitively better, is there a team that could take the Nets to six games in the playoffs if the Nets' three stars are all healthy and generally interested, like just motivated, which I... It's insulting that we have to ask that, but it does feel like a legitimate question. So the answer to that question is definitively no. Nuno in the break added a corollary. Nuno, what is the corollary? My corollary is a two out of those three healthy. Are, is there anyone else in that East that you're taking over them or that are as good as them? Okay, so let's, let's analyze that question. If two of the three net stars are healthy and engaged – 
Do they still make it to the finals? Here's my initial answer. Which two? I don't think it's any two. If the two are Kyrie and Harden, I'm not as positive. If the two are KD and anyone, then yes. (laughs) KD is so good. I mean, he's so good. Let's face it. I mean, there's there are levels to this stuff, right? Like LeBron is the best player of his generation. Steph is brilliant. Kawhi is brilliant. There's a bunch of really historically great players in this era. But the guy who was right behind LeBron and definitively next historically and currently is Kevin Durant, right? He's he's better than any of those guys. Do you agree with that? That's right. That, that, when Nuno asked that question, it was my first thought also. It, it has to be Kevin Durant plus one. It has to be. Yeah, and, and either one. I would take Kevin Durant and either one of those two guys healthy. Nuno, do you agree with that? If, if it was Harden and Kyrie, would you still take them to win the East? I could. I still take them to get to the Eastern Conference Finals independent on the matchup could possibly win, yes. Because I think both of them on – at their top of their game, are a top six players in the East, both of them? Well, that's another – now, see, now you, you keep changing the question on me here. <laughs> I'm sorry. You Who know how my mind works. Things just start going East. on. Do they have half of the six best – who are the six best players? I'm just going to say a name. Is Kevin Durant one of the six best players in the East? Yes. Right? Embiid. Is Joel Embiid one of the yes. six best players yeah. in the East? Okay. Fair. Is Jimmy Butler one of the six best players in the East? I say I say no. Nuno? Okay. Nuno? No. All right. Is uh, DeMar DeRozan now one of the six best players no. in the East? No. Okay. The, the three definite are Durant, Embiid, Giannis. Oh, I forgot Giannis. That's stupid of me. Okay, fair enough. So Durant, Embiid, Giannis. Those are the three best players in the East? Yes. Trey Young? Okay, so now you got Trey Young. You got Kyrie. You got... Harden, I think you got to put Harden in there. Right? <laughs> Correct, yeah. and then it's kind of hard not to put Harden in there. <laughs> All right, so Harden is, is 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 in the top four. So now you got Trey Young, you got Kyrie. Do we is Ben Simmons in this conversation anymore? So the only it's possibly Simmons and Bradley Beal would probably Beal? round out round Butler? out. Butler, how about six. Jimmy Butler? You're not putting Jimmy Butler in that. I'm taking Harden. Uh, way ahead than Butler. So, is Butler on the same level? Would you rather have Kyrie Irving or Jimmy Butler on your team? An engaged Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, such a ridiculous <laughs> quantifier, but I fully accept it. Would you rather, Hembo, would you rather have Jimmy Butler or Kyrie on your team? Jimmy Butler. Let me ask you this, Nuno. Would you rather have Trey Young or Kyrie on your team? <sighs> Trey Young is special, man. He, that dude. He is, but I would probably take Kyrie right now. I think there's only one guy we've forgotten about. And? Jason Tatum. Where does oh, he yeah, Jason Tatum. Okay, so we forgot about Jason Tatum. He's the only one that I think we obviously missed. No, no, where's Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum isn't now. He's at top. Of, I think Tatum is ahead of Butler. He's ahead of all those ben guys. Ben Simmons. So that's five. Yeah. So we have KD, Embiid, Giannis, Harden, and Tatum. Not in any order, but that's five. So now the question is, is this the sixth guy, Kyrie? Is he Trey Young? Is he any of those Bulls? Is, is it Zach Levine? Kyrie brings a better player than Zach Levine. I mean, Jimmy Butler's a year removed from taking that team to, to the, the finals, finals by himself. Right. I, mean, that's, I know he wasn't great last year, but I'm, 
I'm starting to talk myself into him now. All right, I didn't mean to get us sidetracked into that, but see, this is the problem that you have. When you ask in- interesting people interesting questions, they give you responses that require further discussion. So that wasn't going to be the question of the moment, but I think it's an interesting one. One way or another, we all understand. If the Nets are healthy, everyone else is fighting for second. In the meantime... You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. This was the question I really wanted to ask. <laughs> Which, why are you laughing? Well, didn't we just play that open for the last question? Yes, because there are multiple questions of the day. It was like, it, no, it wasn't question two of the day. It just a question of the day. It's a question. Do we need an alternate sounder? Of the day. Do you want to mash these all together? No, it's not the question of the day. It's a question of the, the day. is implied. Is I think not? that this is a question and we're asking it today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know That's that any true. more than that is necessary. Brandon, do you feel that... The, the, are you even able to hear it when I play things on this sound? But okay. So when I play this, do you believe this must identify one question alone? You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Is that does that signify there's only one? No, I agree. Oh, come on. I Brandon. think it can be I, I think it it, it it stands to reason there can be multiple questions today. Well, maybe, maybe, but not in consecutive like in the same segment back to back. Well, here's the point. Mm. That's not in the same segment back to back. I had planned to ask this question now. Then Nuno jumps in and takes us, he reverts us to the previous question of the day. Yeah, we got Shanghai. And we got we got I don't even know what that means, but we got <laughs> brought back to that. And so now, I don't know what we're talking about. But anyway, here's my question of the day. What does a sports franchise owe an aging legend on his way out the door? Or hers. But in this case, I'm thinking of Ben Roethlisberger. So there are a lot of people who think Ben, at this point, has outlived his usefulness. Now, I happen not to be one of them, by the way. I think Roethlisberger is going to have a good year. I think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. But he's a good example for this because he's done so much for that franchise. He's been he's been a great player for that franchise for a long time. The the terrible things in his past are uh, are are part of the equation. But generally speaking, he is a Steeler legend and is treated as such. And the question is, when Art Rooney, the second says, hey, we're not ruling out 2022. At some point, you say to yourself, what do you owe a guy who has done that much for you? Because I don't like it when players get cast aside, when legends of a franchise get cast aside. And they did that once with Terry Bradshaw, or at least they did stuff with Bradshaw that angered him enough that he has remained in, 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 in a questionable relationship with the Steeler organization for 40 years since he retired. And he did more for that franchise than Roethlisberger. He did more for that franchise than he won four Super Bowls as the quarterback. So the question is, What's the right thing to do? Are you better off using the old adage, nice guys finish last, get rid of them one year too early rather than one year too late, and not allow your franchise to be hamstrung in any way by its past? Or are you better off doing what the Yankees did with Derek Jeter, what the Lakers did with Kobe, and that is allow them to author their own exit. Let them envision it however they want it. Let them imagine however Kobe Bryant decided he wanted to leave the Lakers To end it there, that's what they were going to do. Whatever Derek Jeter decided, however he wanted to end it with the Yankees, that's what they were going to do. And I can't sit here and tell you that it's wrong, even if it's not the right way to go about winning. So I'm late here because of Nuno, but I will come back and we will dive into that a little bit more. And I will also explain to you why the lead singer of a very popular band made me think of my nephew when he was 10. 
Both of those things are on the way. Stay there. We're getting inundated by Nuno next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here as we roll along. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, our guests on the Goodyear hotline, and we come to you live every day from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And once again, our question of the day has sort of spilled over into this. And Ben Roethlisberger is the inspiration for the question, but not really the subject of the question today. He just made me think of it. What is the right way for a franchise to handle an aging legend? We've all seen it. We've all seen it a million times. Players way past, well past their prime, perhaps no longer, not only no longer contributing to winning, but at times doing the opposite. Not purposely, but still that can be the case. And especially in salary cap-based sports, that can wind up being a major factor. Baseball isn't a salary cap-based sport, but the Yankees batted Derek Jeter leadoff the entire season his last year, and clearly that wasn't in their best interest, or depending on how you define their best interest, it wasn't in the best interest of trying to win. The Lakers wrote Kobe Bryant, basically handed him a blank check for his last two years and said, for everything you've done for us, for everything you've meant to us, you go out the way you want to go out. We'll pay you whatever you want, and you can play however you want. And, and that's how it went. And the Yankees didn't do much winning that year, and the Lakers didn't do much winning those years. But that doesn't necessarily mean that was the wrong way to go about things. Like, that's a nice way to put a ribbon on a career that deserves it. So that is the question. Nuno, what is the answer? What is the right way to handle the aging legend, to move on when moving on is the best course for winning or giving, even at times at your own detriment, giving the send-off that these players generally deserve? You have to cut the cord. It's You can't play this game, right? The Giants did this where Eli, and they fooled themselves, thinking that he still had some uh, you know, some time left, and that was a complete disaster. 
The Steelers will put themselves in a hole if they continue to count on Big Ben. And then, which leads me to the question of, at what point does Mike Tomlin say, you know what, maybe I need a new challenge because of this? So I don't think that ever happens. I, I, I think Tomlin, didn't he just sign an extension? I think he just signed. Tomlin, no, Pittsburgh is the best place to be the coach. The best place to be the coach. Did you know that since 1969, they've had three coaches? They had Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, and now Tomlin. And that's it. Since 1969, and the Jets have had three coaches in the last five years. So, like, that's a great place to be the coach. Tomlin will outlast Ben, and he'll be there for whatever the next era is. And the Steelers are the kind of franchise I think someone generally is going to want to go play for. See, I think they're going to be fine because I think they'll ride Ben as long as they can. And, again, I don't think he's going to be awful this year. I really don't. Hmm. He wasn't awful last year. I don't think he's going to be awful. I think he's going to be better because everyone keeps talking about how they lost all those offensive linemen. Their offensive linemen was awful, or their offensive line was awful. So you're replacing players who played badly with players who might play better. And then you bring in Najee Harris, who I think might be the, the, the most immediately impactful offensive player in the entire draft. I think he's going to be great. They should have an elite defense with T.J. Watt and Devin Bush coming back healthy. And they've got an elite coach. So I think they're going to have a winning record, and I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. That's what I think. Hembo, let me ask you, what is the right answer to the question, though? Which is the right way to send a legend out, to show him the door or to allow that player to sort of dictate his own course? I'm on Nuno's side here. Although there is, I think, something of a catch-22 because for as bad as Derek Jeter was in his last season, and to be clear, he cost the Yankees a chance to make the playoffs— you, you had that moment where he walked it off in his last game at Yankee Stadium that will be on the Hall of Fame reel forever. Kobe Bryant, the, 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 the Lakers went 17-65 and 65 in his last season, and he was the worst shooter in the NBA, but he scored 60 points in his last game, and, he'll, and we'll always have that too. So it's a tough decision for, for the franchise, but in my opinion, there is no player who is greater than the game, who's bigger than the team. And so I think the, the smartest teams are ones like the Packers who are willing to look at the next step in the process while still remain, like holding on to it as best they possibly can. In their case, it went sideways. But generally speaking, I'm more on that side. But you know what the difference is? That Kobe Bryant, again, God rest his soul, he, this obviously doesn't apply to him anymore, but for the rest of his life, and had he lived a full natural life, for the rest of his life, he would have referred to the Lakers as us. Mm. He would have been a part of them the way Magic Johnson is, the way a lot of those guys are. Why? Because mm. they didn't treat him shabbily on the way out. Derek Jeter, I get it. He works for the Marlins now, and that's kind of a different situation. But there's always going to be something about him that is the Yankees. He doesn't, he doesn't, and there's a value in that. What's the last time you saw Brett Favre hanging around in Green Bay? Yeah, there was a lot of value in that. How you're, much time right. is Aaron Rodgers going to spend hanging around Green Bay after this thing comes to an end, whether mm. it's this year or whenever? Because you, you treat people well, and they remember it. And you treat people badly, and they remember it just the same. But can you treat people well while also doing what's best for your team? And like in the case of the Yankees and in the case of the Lakers, it's very clear that, they, to me, they could have treated them well and also made a better effort at winning at the expense of all the other players, right? So there's, there's two sides of this. If I'm a player on the 2014 Yankees, and I feel that Derek Jeter cost me a chance to make the playoffs, and in that case, he did. They finished four games back, and he cost his team value. There has, there's something to be said for those other 24 guys. There, there, there just is. Of course there is. But if you add up, and, I, and, and again, this is a bad example because there would have been other incredibly valuable players 
on those teams like Mariano Rivera and stuff. But mm-hmm. generally speaking, the other 24 guys' contributions to that franchise added together don't equal what this guy's did. And right. that's the point I'm making here, that that it is bad business, it is bad mojo, it is bad everything mm. to to take someone who has been your franchise and have it end badly. I, I just doesn't that doesn't sit well with a lot of people, and I think it comes back it it boomerangs back on you in a, in a in a in a detrimental way. So one way or another, we'll see. I like the way they're what I'm trying to say is I like the way they're handling it with Roethlisberger, and I think the fact that that organization in, and that's part of the reason the organization is so well respected, and the fact that it's so respected tells me that when guys become eligible to go to new places, one of them might pick that. One of them might look at Pittsburgh and say, hey, they've got a really good running back and they've got a bunch of good weapons on the outside and a great defense and a stable coaching situation. Maybe I'll try and force my way to Pittsburgh or sign with Pittsburgh or do something. They don't have to have the first pick in the draft Mm. to get a good quarterback. That's not the way these teams get quarterbacks or not the way all teams get quarterbacks anymore. So let's wait and see how that thing plays out. Either way, I thought it was an interesting question of the day. Uh, Greeny with you, DoorDash here with Summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the DoorDash app and stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right, so a, a little something interesting here. Hembo found for me an interview in Men's Health or a story in Men's Health magazine about Adam Levine, the very popular singer of Maroon 5. And he was on one of those talk, uh, one of those singing shows too, right? Was he on The Voice? Yeah, or on yeah that's the, right. He was on one of those shows. Anyway, the Maroon 5 frontman is pretty well known for his extensive body art. He has a lot of tattoos. In fact, he, when he did halftime at the Super Bowl, it was the only thing you could notice. He took his shirt off, and I mean, he's just <laughs> like a, he's a billboard. But anyway, he was running out of space. He has now covered up one of the sole remaining blank area of his body with new ink. In a video on Instagram, he shared footage of his most recent session with a tattoo artist where he got a huge piece on his right leg, an epic process that took a total of 13 hours spread across two whole days. The artist described Levine as a true warrior to say the least and a hell of a guy for enduring the lengthy, painful tattooing time in his own Instagram video, which includes a supercut of the entire tattooing journey from start to finish. Now, it brings to mind a couple of questions. First off, does anyone, Hembo, do you have any tattoos? No tattoos. Neither do I. Nuno, do you have any tattoos? Nope. Uh, Devin, do you have any tattoos? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold, hold on a second. What, what was the ah for? Like, what, what part of that did you have to consider? I was trying to make a joke. I was trying to pull a Bubba and, you know, the suspense. It didn't work out for me. <laughs> okay. So you are, saying, you are saying with certainty that you have no tattoos. 100% certainty, no tattoos. So I, I must have the only crew of people who are like in their 20s and 30s and do not have tattoos because this is obviously a generational thing. O- almost no one, frankly, no one I grew up with or know from my generation got tattoos or almost no one did. And tons and tons of younger people get tattoos. But it did bring to mind the idea of how painful that is. That isn't the only reason I don't have any tattoos, but it's among them. So the question then is, Nuno, what is the most painful experience you ever had? 
I don't mean emotional. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Physically painful. Hembo, what's the most physically painful experience you ever had? Man, okay, so I played baseball my whole life up through college and was very proud of the fact that I never wore a cup. I don't know, for some reason that was a thing for me. What? I never wore a cup. In and baseball? I, and I was an infielder too. Why were you proud of that? I don't know. I always said like my hands you are You just too- didn't value important things? I don't understand. Oh, I valued important things, but I always just felt like I could, I could make the play. But then came a day, my, literally my second to last weekend playing college baseball. I'm taking a lead off of second base. Dive back into second base on a pickoff attempt, a thrown ball by the pitcher directly, directly to the groin. And I'm, like, I'm writhing in pain on second base, just in absolute agony, so much so that I had to be removed from the game. <laughs> from the game. I was removed from the game b- because a thrown ball attacked my groin, for lack of a better way of saying okay. that. But the story does get a little bit, a little bit worse. So <laughs> because this, um, I guess, injury at the time was felt so severe to me, I actually wanted someone to look at it to make sure that it looked <laughs> everything down, you know. So was, whom did you choose? Jim Ward. Jim Ward was the most qualified person in the bleachers that day. He was the father of my roommate, Chris. Jim Ward is a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in, You had a veterinarian look at your groin to make sure that it wasn't like seriously injured? Yes. And in <laughs> and, what and diagnosis did Jim Ward make? He and I go into the uh, bathroom together. I drop my drawers, and Jim Ward, and God's honest truth, says this to me. Paul, I've seen cats with more to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> In my moment of pain and agony, that— He took a shot at you? He took a shot at me. At your manhood? At, at my manhood at the worst possible time. Oh, my goodness. Remind me never to see a veterinarian for any physical <laughs> ailments that I might be suffering. Nuno, I gave you a minute to think about it. What's the most painful thing you ever had? Thankfully, not that moment, because I don't know what's more painful. It, taking the the baseball yeah. <laughs> point, yeah. or Jim telling you, like, yeah. hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's put it this way: You took it to the groin twice, twice. at the same time. Twice. Once literally, and the other time figuratively. That's right. Yeah, I can't remember. You know, I've like fallen into a rose bush, but I was hammered. So um, <laughs> I'll tell that story someday down the line. Um, you I've fell had into a, a rose bush hammered. Yeah, one of my cousin's wedding on a, uh, a one night. Uh, you know, I had a, a fish hook, uh, you know, stuck to my head because of one of my cousins. Like, I, I'm trying to, like... Who are these cousins? <laughs> it's the same one, actually. What, what family is this? It's actually the same the same one of my cousins. It was his wedding where, you know, I fell into the rose bushes after having way too much to drink. Um, I don't remember what happened. Um, you know, I've broken a, a, a bone in my foot because I stepped on a uh, on a curve the wrong way. Like, but I can't remember nothing that embarrassing or that uh, like him. Right. Well, I will share with you my story. I, this is a story I told on Mike and Mike when it first happened, which I think would be something in the neighborhood of 13 years ago. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. My brother and sister-in-law, my nephews are visiting us. We had just built a pool at our house. It's a beautiful sunny day, and my nephew, who's now 23, was 10, and he wanted to be a pitcher on his Little League team. So he says to me, Uncle Michael, will you catch a little bit? Will you play, and you can get down in a crouch, and I'll practice some pitching. So we marched off however many feet it is in Little League. It's not 60. However many feet it is between the plate and, and, and the pitching mound in his league. I don't recall the distance at the time. And I get down in a crouch with my glove, and I'm, we're at the pool, so I'm wearing nothing but a bathing suit. 
the first pitch he throws short hops me, schwaboom. <laughs> like on an upward angle, right? It comes up off the ground, schwaboom, gets me from underneath. I go straight back. I'm in a crouch. I literally just fall straight back onto my back with my legs just up in the air in too much pain to speak. My 10-year-old nephew has no idea what he has done here. He's not old enough to understand this pain. He runs over and he says, and I quote, Uncle Michael, did I hit you in the knee? And I said, no. (laughs) And he said, are you bleeding? (laughs) And I said, I really hope not. (laughs) And that is the most pain I've ever been in. In my entire life. I have no broken bone stories. The only broken bone I've ever had was voluntary. I had a nose job. Um, So my only broken bone experience was rhinoplasty. Uh, That one was done under uh, enormous supervision and not by a veterinarian. So I I think that you all get a sense of of just the people, the, the caliber of the people that we're dealing with here. Hembo had a vet take a look at his aching groin. Nuno fell into a rose bush while hammered at his cousin's wedding, the same cousin who once caught him with a fish hook in the head. I got to work on this. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Coming up today on the Max Kellerman Show, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. As our countdown to the NFL season continues, Justin Herbert. Today at 210 Eastern with Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.